Hey everybody, Legs Malone here. Thanks so much for tuning in today. It has been a hot minute since I brought you our last episode, and I do apologize for that delay. Life has a funny way of getting in the way. (laughs) So I do apologize between several canceled interviews and general life events. I am deeply, deeply remiss in not bringing you a podcast episode for so long, and I am so, so sorry. So all of that being said, I do look forward to bringing you regular weekly scheduled podcasts uh, for the new year and beyond. And I also apologize in advance if life chooses to take its own path and create some time delay in between our episodes. But thank you all so much for your support and checking in. I just ran into a friend at a show a couple nights ago, and she was like, where's the next episode? And I was like, I'm sorry. So here you go. (laughs) This episode is actually unusual in that it was a simulcast interview. And by simulcast, I mean it was videotaped Uh, and streamed on YouTube thanks to my gorgeous subject of interview, which is the one and only, or I should say, who is the one and only Pearl Noir. Pearl is one of my dearest friends and is an absolutely inspirational and just a profound presence both in the burlesque scene and in the wider world. And... She and I had spoken months and months and months ago about doing a feature called Pearls of Wisdom on the podcast because not only is she so prolific in her advice giving on Facebook and in all media, but she is also approached very often for her opinion, for her wisdom, for her advice. And so she put it together and has created a sweet and short web series. She will be posting on YouTube pretty regularly right on her uh, channel, which is Pearl Noir Burlesque. And I am super excited to have interviewed her for her first ever episode. So I recorded this and she filmed this. So you can actually watch this very interview on YouTube at Pearl's channel. Uh, Or you could just tune in and listen. And I have to say, we got a little bit drunk. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. Pearl has a very heavy hand when it comes to fine Prosecco. And uh, yeah, we got pretty hammered. I didn't realize it until much, much later when I was walking out of her door. And I was like, why am I swerving and hitting the walls? Oh, because I'm drunk. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Before we dive on in, I do want to say a huge thanks to everyone who has given and donated, especially to the lovely Jocelyn. I know your real name, but uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to everyone who tunes in on a regular basis, who prods me, who pokes me, and who just listens and spreads the word of this beloved, beloved podcast. So thank you. If you feel so moved to donate, please go ahead and go to our website, lunchwithlegs.com, and you will see a little PayPal button on the upper right-hand corner. Go ahead, click on that, and donate if you so wish to do so. I'm happy to say our smallest donation was $5, which was received with thanks, and our largest donation was upwards of $200, which we also received with thanks, with considerable more screaming. (laughs) 
but with thanks all the same. So thank you to everyone who has given. Please do feel free to give if you wish. Dave and I would be ever so appreciative as we are about to invest in some brand new equipment to bring you some higher resolution, some finer audio quality ah, on all of this goodness that we are choosing to put into the universe. So go ahead. It's that time. You know what I'm going to say. Pull up a chair, pour yourself a cup of something good, and get ready for my interview with the one and only Pearl Noir. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever Pearls of Wisdom. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're going to get much talking done, <laughs> because I love this woman so much. I love it. You're so pretty. Oh, my goodness. Okay, okay, focus. The one and only Pearl Noir, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only Legs Malone, darling. <laughs> Hi. Hi. This is um, so exciting. So not only is this a webcast of your yes. first ever Pearls of Wisdom, yes. this is also the first uh, video blog slash uh, episode of my podcast, Lunch with Legs, which I am recording yes. right here. Live. Live, although everyone will be here. Live-ish. Live-ish. <laughs> After the fact. Um, but I am so excited because this whole episode is dedicated to you and your brilliant mind, Miss Pearl Noir. Oh, thank you, darling. Thank you. Thank you ever so. Absolutely. I mean, it is you are not only one of the reigning queens of burlesque, internationally speaking, but I, what I, something I really enjoy about you is that you are so full of advice and so willing to help those who are finding their way through tough situations in life. Um, as well as navigating through tough terrains, and you are such a font of inspiration and of wisdom. Oh, uh, thank you. And I'm so excited that we get to be discussing some of this stuff right here. Ah, I'm very excited. I just want to say this um, about the pearls of wisdom is that I don't go around offering unsolicited advice, which I have a true disdain for. I, I don't think it's appropriate to give people unsolicited advice. Um, so the pearls of wisdom came about because people were constantly asking me questions. So I just wanna say that, that this was not my idea. I have been called to do this. <laughs> it's a calling, people. It is it's my God's calling, work. it's my calling. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we dive into your pearls of wisdom, and uh, hear from some of your fans and people who have written in with questions. Yes. I would love just to talk to you a bit about your path and mm -hmm. some of the defining moments of your life that you feel may have galvanized you or have shown you the light, as it were, with regards to performing. I know this is a very general, broad question. Yes. Uh, but I guess... I kind of want to call you the Oprah of burlesque. You get a pasty! You get a pasty! You get a pasty! You saw it here first, folks. <laughs> the Oprah of burlesque. Yes, darling. Yes! Um, so I would love to hear about... Well, let's just talk about... When was the first time someone ever asked you for advice that you can remember? Ugh. As a burlesque performer, right from the beginning, um, when I first started, I was ostracized from a few people in burlesque and criticized because I danced barefoot. And um, 
that was a big big issue that's another that's another day that's another topic mm-hmm. but I had new girls who would you know ask me well how do you deal with that and you know oh I want to do an African act and but I'm afraid to go barefoot barefoot excuse me what do you think I should do and then it just escalated from there and I just every time I'm I go to a different city I always have a new girl or even people who are seasoned asking me questions there's just something about me um, to where people are drawn to me and it's a gift and a curse mm-hmm. because I get very beautiful people such as yourself who are filled with light but I, I also get crazies mm-hmm. even in New York when people don't talk to anyone people are constantly talking to me and asking my advice in New York especially taxi drivers and bartenders huh. yeah hmm. hashtag Pearl Noir's gift and curse <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag it now, ladies. And Hashtag it. Yes. So that's where it came about, just right from the beginning. Wow. Yeah. And I've noticed on your Facebook wall, you will post your own pearls of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would love to know from whence do these pearls come? Are they things that you feel moved or intuitively that it's time to type this down? Or is it stuff that you pick up within your atmosphere or mm-hmm. stuff that you find like people constantly bringing up to you at shows. What is the impetus behind those posts? All three. Okay. A lot of times I I will just feel like I need to say something to my fans and to my frenemies and my enemies. Um, The other day I posted um, something along the lines of you're loved or I'm sending out positive energy to you. And I had so many people write in telling me, oh my God, I needed to hear that today. So a lot of time it is just intuitive. A lot of times my pearls of wisdom are based on my own life or the life of those around me. Mm. Yeah. So it's all three. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, this is super exciting. And for those who um, subscribe to and listen to my podcast, Lunch with Legs, I look very much look forward to having little sprinklings of pearls of wisdom throughout my episodes uh, for 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 the rest that was, that was of the sprinkling in it for you it <laughs> sounds more like a really sexy fire hose <laughs> and now I'm just seeing sprinkles everywhere yes, I like yes that. little pearl sprinkles on the, on, 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 the, on the Sunday that we call life yes um, <laughs> well we have um, quite a few questions here that some people yes. have written in with yes uh, and I would love to read these and then we can take it as it comes. Oh, okay. Excellent. Sounds great. All right. So this first question is one from Texas. My question is for dealing with shady drag queens and competing troops. I live in a small town where there are three troops now. Two of these troops have been around for over three years, putting on decent shows, but with no progress. I broke away from one of these to create my own. Within a year and much work, I had us, three members only, in the paper and our local magazine as well as featured online. I even booked a very well-known burlesque performer for a show and opened it up to the other troops. I've done more in the name of art than any other troop leader and I get the side eye and shade and dirty looks. I want to open up more opportunities for us all, but it seems they are focused on either being the best here and just that, but when someone else excels, that's a Mm no-no. I won't live here forever, but while I'm here, I'd like to enjoy burlesque without the bitchiness. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, 
let me show you what side eye looks like. Okay. Um, side eye. Side eye. And shade is just when someone is just being mean for no reason. Um, so let me answer that. But first, let me <clears throat> put my reading glasses on. <laughs> Are they on? Uh, oh, they're on. Are they, are they on? I, I, I'm, I'm going to say yes. Oh, okay. Um, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, to you, Miss Texas, my home, 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 home state, by the way, um, it's up to you to evolve. And although it is cold in the shade, believe me, I know all about shade. It is, it's cold. And, and there's a term that I love to, to think about when people are shady to me. It's lonely at the top. It is lonely there. And that's okay. You have to evolve. And you just cannot worry about the shady characters and the bitchy queens. Wouldn't you concur? There's nothing you can do about it except for strive mm -hmm. and be the best. And they don't own the city. And they don't own the state that's that's ludicrous that is that is ludicrous and something that i find is very common not just in the burlesque community but just in the art world in general people want you to be beneath them simply put but no you just keep striving just keep striving bringing in all those different artists and keep extending an invitation to them and mm -hmm. if they're wise you can get more done as a community than by yourself so if they're wise they'll you know, wise up, they'll wise up, but just keep trying to be the best. That's what I do. I get a lot of shade because I'm so different from a lot of performers, but this is my life and it's your life. So you, you're in charge of your own happiness. So keep going. <laughs> Thank you, Texas, for writing in. Thank you. All right. This next one is from New York City. Where we are right now, we're in Brooklyn, by the way. It is, it is. We're coming, we're coming to you live, recorded <laughs> from Brooklyn. Live-ish. <laughs> so this is a logistical question. What is the best way you've found to manage your costumes? Mm. How do you keep your lingerie sets together? Do you wrap them in tissue paper? How do you pack for travel with multiple costumes without getting pink glitter from one all over the blue rhinestones from another costume? I'm afraid I'm going to end up with a tangle of shimmy belts at the bottom of my closet shortly. Oh, darling. Well, here's the first thing. I like to sparkle from within. You don't need that much glitter if you're concerned about it covering your rhinestones. That means you may be using too much. You need to sparkle from within. Maybe a little dab here and a little dab there. Um, you don't need to drench yourself carry style in glitter. For one, it's just not necessary. Two, it's dangerous on stage for yourself and the performers after you. Um, there are a few options. I like a good old-fashioned garment bag for all of my pieces. I also like to make a list of all of the pieces that I have and print it out and put it in a little Ziploc bag and pin it to the garment bag. That way when you're traveling, you can check off your list. Um, I also see a lot of people using the oversized Ziploc bags. Yes. And those are great. Just remember um, to unpack them when you're home because you'll trap in the sweat and grime that is burlesque. You want to let that smell out. 
Yeah. Yeah, that literally that yeah. would put the ass in class. <laughs> yes. No, we don't. We this looks like class. a million dollars and smells like a yes. McDonald's hamburger yeah. that's oh my God, no. four years old. <laughs> four years old. Four years old. And we all know how, how McDonald's smells. So, yeah, I would say a garment bag and um, also those oversized Ziploc bags. And then you can also get those really, really cute, like, little boxes, the little stationary big boxes. They have the really cute ones and fold it nicely in there. And tissue paper if you fancy. Yeah. I actually have a question um, with that because you tour internationally mm -hmm. very often. Yes. How do you pack for a tour like that and how long does it take you? Hours. Hours, hours, hours. Everything has to be... I have to be very meticulous with everything and I wrap everything individually when I go overseas especially because they're just not mindful and they can be a bit careless with your garments. They don't understand that this is your livelihood. Mm. And I also have to say when I do go overseas, I try to pack as much as I can with my carry-on, with my costumes. Mm -hmm. That way I, I put my costumes in my carry-on and most of my toiletries and underwear and my gowns with my carry-on. That way I at least <laughs> I at least have my trusty gowns. It's true. In case, I, you know, something happens with the luggage. I have heard some nightmare stories yes. uh, about performers, especially going out to the Burlesque Hall of Fame in Vegas. Yes. Where they're competing for a pretty mm. major title and their luggage goes missing. Yeah, I, I have not had any luggage go missing, but I this has been my method since the beginning. It's just something that I do, so. Awesome. I hope that helps you, my darling. Dear NYC. We actually, we have a couple from NYC, but next, this is one actually from London. It's something that I struggled with in the beginning and still do, and I'm sure other performers do as well. How do you differentiate between the similar feelings of exhaustion and the resulting crash, and actual disillusionment or a depressed slump resulting from too much negativity from the industry or insecurity. Obviously rest, but there must be a way to acknowledge it at the onset. I, I feel like this could be a little bit more, it seems like this person is asking quite a few different questions here. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm And also the same question that we just answered, the first one, Correct. which is so interesting that this is a theme. Yeah. I would say, um, and I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 it's fine. But I would say, um, that you can tell the difference. Actually, no. Let me let you finish because I want to make sure I answer sure, sure, sure. you as well. I mean, I was going to pull out the sentence of how do you differentiate between the feelings of exhaustion and its crash mm -hmm. and actual disillusionment or uh, depression mm -hmm. resulting from a multitude of factors uh, both within and without mm -hmm. the person feeling them. So here are two things. As an artist... We tend to be very beautiful imperfections and very motivated and morbid and macabre and filled with light and filled with darkness because for me, my past that was filled with a lot of darkness has made me the artist that I am. And so there are times when I couldn't perform and maybe I didn't like that performance because I didn't think it was perfect and I I am crying and I'm mm -hmm. practicing when I get back to my hotel or the room uh, or my, excuse me, my house 
I'm like, you could have done this better. And I feel so depressed because I feel like I didn't give 100%. Or when I first started, I would feel depressed after someone was mean to me. Or I feel like the audience didn't perceive me well. I've had incidents where the audience has been mean to me. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the way to tell the difference is to meditate and become more in tune with your spirit. And then you can physically tell. When you're just depressed because you're just depressed in life, you have the aches and people will tell you all the time that they see a difference in you. But when your art starts making you depressed, it's either time to change location as I did. When I was performing in New Orleans, I was very depressed because I felt like I wasn't receiving the acknowledgement as an artist, period, as mm -hmm. an artist that I deserve there. I had so many people trying to pigeonhole me and put me in one category and say that, you know, because I was black, I could only portray this and I can only portray that. I, I'm not the picture of beauty. So I became very depressed, feeling like there was something really wrong with me. And I made a conscious decision to leave that environment. And even here in New York, I just had an, an, an incident where a woman that I was performing with did not like my style of burlesque and she was verbal about it. So what I plan on doing is not working with this lady again. Because I'm, I'm going to back you up on that and say good idea. Yeah, because the stage needs to be, here's two things that I believe need to happen when you're performing, darling. You need to be giving to your audience and you need to create a sanctuary for yourself. Once these two things are non-existent, then it's time to take a step back mm. and think about not quitting, because I know this artist who wrote this, and you are fabulous. So I'm not saying that, but you may want to think about where you're performing and who you're dealing with, which producers and which performers, because there isn't enough money in the world to jeopardize the light within. That's my pros of wisdom to you. Mwah. So that was for you, London. Uh, and this one is uh, one from New York City. And it is not so much a question as it is a statement. New York! <laughs> and that statement is, <laughs> my boyfriend wears Dockers. Oh, sugar. Okay. We're going to just put these back. The library is open, darling. What, what shall we read today? Um, um, so, yes, what might your response be to the fact that her boyfriend wears Dockers? Oh, darling. And she is a very glamorous burlesque performer. <laughs> oh, darling. Okay. Um, mm. Uh, mm. Okay. Yes, fuel up, darling. Fuel up. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, here are your options, darling. One, you can politely say to this fine, fine individual in your life, um, I would love it if we went shopping. I have a few events and I want you to wear this because I'm going to wear this and wouldn't it be nice if we sort of matched? <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, yes, because unfortunately the events that you're going to, he will be ready to fill with those stalkers on, that's your option. That's one option. But here's another option that I think is um, actually very beautiful, is that you can accept 
the fact that this person wears stalkers and um, as long as this person in your life, I'm not sure if it's a man, did they say it's a man or a woman? Uh, it's, a, it's their boyfriend. This man in your life, um, if he makes you smile and treats you like a goddess, if he is there for you when you've had a bad night performing or when your mother made you cry or your father made you cry or you just feel like crying, if that person is there to hold you spiritually, not just physically, then I say, let that man wear those dockers, honey. Just let him wear those dockers or tell him you want to sort of coordinate one night when you go out. Yeah? Or you can just buy him a gift. But, you know, whatever. Anybody who's throwing you shade about your man wearing those dockers, you just look at them, honey. Give them the side eye because they deserve it. <laughs> Especially if they're sitting there alone, darling. You say, well, honey, my dockers are going to keep me warm tonight. <laughs> yes. That's what I think you should do. Well answered. Well answered. <laughs> uh, the next one is also from New York City. And it is, how do you handle backstage cattiness? How can you go on stage and give a killer God. performance when someone has just been unkind and torn you down? I would love any insight that you have into not letting people get you down. My darlings, isn't this a running theme? Um, I just have to say, let me just reiterate what I said earlier. Evolution is key. To the first question, is this is similar. Evolution is key. You cannot, you cannot let someone determine your evolution your happiness, your light. And let me just say this. She's getting ready to answer, folks. <laughs> On the glasses. In all seriousness, I, I believe that art is a gift. And people listen to me, all of you catty people. And all of you people who are having cattiness thrown at you and you're cold in the shade. Because um, it is cold, honey. It is freezing in that shade, honey. Woo! Step out into the sun. Step out into the sun. Um, no, no, no. Seriously. Preach. Art is subjective. It is so, it is so subjective. And it is a gift. And everyone knows that it's not proper to do two things when you are given a gift. One is not proper to ask for a gift. Hmm. Okay? And most importantly, it is not proper to show disdain for a gift. So the next time someone says something to you right before you go on stage, you can tell them those words that I said. Darling, this is my gift. This is how I choose to give a gift to an audience. Or you can say the thing that I like to say. Well, when's the last time you received a standing ovation? Oh, okay, we're done here. <laughs> well spoken. Pearl Noir hath spoken, folks. Great answer, great answer. Um, and oh, that's actually that's it for the that's questions as of right now. But 
Uh, as we said before, this is the first in a series, so do stay tuned and do please keep those questions coming. If you have a question for Pearl, what is the uh, email address? It is Black Pearl Burlesque, so um, B L A C K P E A R L V U R L E S Q U E at gmail.com. <laughs> so email pearlnoirburlesque at gmail.com with any questions you have. Um, I guess in closing, I would love to know, it's interesting, I mean, just watching the themes that have come up in mm -hmm. this particular uh, series of questions, and I, I, I think what you said certainly to the last question around the art as a gift is. Um, is so beautiful and so well spoken. and. Um, I know, I mean, I, I'm sure I've had standing ovations in my lifetime, but I don't remember the last one. Not that I would ever also criticize she somebody would not. else's. She would not. No way. I mean, yeah, no way. <laughs> As my grandmother would have said, fuck that. Yes. My grandmother wouldn't have said that, but it's proverbial. Um, I would love for you to just take a moment to offer up some of your own pearls of wisdom, some inspirational sayings. Uh, or little words that people can use as touchstones or words of courage uh, in, if they are feeling an attack of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy of fame, mm -hmm. I, who the fuck am I to be bringing this on stage, yes. um, I, I'm ugly, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other thing. Uh, what would you offer to somebody who really does have something unique and beautiful to give but is being held back by their own self-perceived limitations? I would have to say my pearls of wisdom to that is you are responsible for your happiness, your light, and your love. So go forth and manifest greatness. This was something that I had to tell myself every day because I understand being the underdog. I understand, I understand, excuse me, being told you're not beautiful. I understand the prejudice that you receive when you don't fit the mold. Um, and you just have to persevere and be resilient because while you're at home doubting yourself and crying and telling yourself, having the audacity to tell yourself you're not good enough, they are out mm -hmm. living their lives. While you're sitting here pining away, thinking about who did you wrong, and that person did me wrong, and they shouldn't have did this, I was just a child, that was not right, they were prejudiced, they beat me up, they did this, they held me down. Well, darling, they are not thinking about it. You're the only person thinking about it. They are out there living their lives. Happy as a lark. Just happy and gay. They are. They have not, they are not sitting at home thinking about what they have done to you. And these producers who aren't booking you are not sitting around going, oh my God, I should book this person. I am just wrong. I should stop being an asshole. I should stop being prejudiced. Let me get on my computer and type away and tell this person that I was wrong. No, nope. not going to happen, honey. It's up to you, honey. You are in charge of your life. You are the one who has to smile and believe it. You are the one who has to believe that you are worthy. Point blank, period. You're in charge of your self-esteem, honey. You're responsible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as far as the standing ovations, I have, I just want to say this. I have received standing ovations. But what I, let me just elaborate. 
when I say that, I mean, if you don't receive a standing ovation every time you perform, Good day. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. Well spoken. I, uh, yeah, absolutely well spoken. <laughs> I mean, yeah, certainly to the to the fact that anybody who is giving you grief uh, as somebody you know who's offering up a gift, as you say, they're not thinking about that, and unfortunately you're probably not the only person they've said something like that to. No. So that's speaking more to the toxins within them more than the truth of what you're offering. I just wanted to piggyback on that. This is where I'll end it. I recently had a incident with the producer where I asked for the minimal of what I thought I deserved. And that person was kind of mean to me. And didn't understand why I was asking for this. I, and they didn't say this. I just read that from their actions to me. And I let it go. And the universe gave me what I needed. What I thought I deserved from that person, I got somewhere else. Because I was open to do so. And that takes courage. Yeah. And and I acknowledge that that was my mistake for not handling all the steps that I needed to handle. So sometimes we blame other people. I do get a lot of women saying, you know, I'm not getting booked because of this and I'm not getting booked because of that. Well, honey, take responsibility. When you make a mistake, it's so we're so quick to blame others, but sometimes, sometimes it is us. Mm-hmm. And with this particular person, I made the mistake. I acknowledged it and I gave it back to the universe and the universe gave me what I needed. So let go when when things don't go your way in business and in love and the universe will give you what you need plus more. True If you're open to it. True that. Yes. Well, this has been magnificent. Um, I guess in closing, I know that you've prepared two of your pearls of wisdom to share and I would love to offer up the opportunity for you to share this in closing, this wonderful Maiden Voyage episode, which has been such a pleasure to do with you. Well, I really appreciate that. I've actually already set them with uh, answering someone, but I just wanna, I just wanna say that life is like a box of chocolate, though. No. <laughs> Pearl gum. <laughs> the wisdom of Pearl gum. Straight out of Brooklyn. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, but seriously, from this episode, what I would love people to walk away understanding is that definitely what I said about art being subjective and that it is a gift that people are giving you and that I just want you guys to know that it is not proper. No, seriously, it is not proper to ask for a gift or complain about it. Show disdain. So that I just want to make sure that that one, people really hear me with that. And if you are physically, you should only be exhausted physically from a performance after like giving your all, not because someone is putting you down. And if you find that you are always depressed after performing instead of having moments of felicity, then it's time to think about performing somewhere else or choosing a different craft. 
And my pearls of wisdom that I would like to leave you with is this. I want you all to go into the mirror. Let's get our phone mirrors and do it. <laughs> phone mirror. Hashtag pearl and legs phone mirror. All right. Everyone ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. I got to get my mirror up. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. Multimedia experience. Ah! Okay. <laughs> okay. My beauty. My beauty. Exudes from within. Exudes from within. I am. I am. A master. A master. Of life. Of life. Of love. Of love. Of happiness. Of happiness. And grandiose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to grammatically correct it. And grandiosity. No, no, no. I was going to say something oh, I'm else. sorry. And but, grandiose. No, no. But we'll say grandi- grandiosity. grandiosity. We'll say that. Because right. I was going to say, I was going to say, and a grandiose, um, how, I was going to like name some things. Oh, do it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let me no, get in the way of that. No, 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 no. No, we're going to do it. We're going to do it your way. It's my lucky night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And grandiosity, darling. You have to say the darling part. Darling. Grandiosity, darling. Grandiosity, darling. Because no one else is crying for you when you are crying for you. Because no one else is crying for you when you're crying for you. That's it. That's it. She just dropped her glasses, folks. That's the equivalent of they a are drop not, if I ever heard They one. are not crying while you're crying. That's all I want you to know. That is the pearls of wisdom today. No one is crying for you when you're crying. They are happy. It's true. They are happy. And I also, if I may, I would love to offer up what you were just speaking about, um, you know, a gift. It's also very important, I feel, to give a gift and not expect anything in return. Yes. Yes. Give a gift and not expect anything in return. And when it comes to your art, there's always room to evolve. So when people are being catty with you, that is what you can say. You can be very ladylike and say, well, there's always room to evolve. Good day. True that. Yeah, because there is. There's always room. Well, change is the only constant in life. Change is the only constant. And you deserve everything. You you deserve the grandiose house, the grandiose love life, the opulence. You deserve it, but you have to believe. But you have to believe. And so the second pearls of wisdom would be You can't depend on other people to make you smile. And you can't depend on other people to spark a light within you. Because they'll never, they don't have the skills to do that. Only you can light your own flame. They don't have the, they just don't have the skills. They can't do it. Yeah. A lover can't do it. A producer can't do it. The audience can't do it. Because you have to hear the applause after the stage light goes off. So I would like to leave you with that. You are in charge of your own life and your own happiness. So anything else for your viewers? Um, 
I guess just to reiterate, if people want to ask Pearl any questions, please email her at blackpearlburlesque at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, and where can people find you, Pearl, if they want to just ogle gorgeous pictures of you? <laughs> just Google me, darling. <laughs> Google, just, darling. Google. Just, just Google Pearl Noir Burlesque. Um, and you can also leave comments. Um, you can leave your questions in the comments if you fancy. Yes? Yes, absolutely. Perfect, yes, because this will be on YouTube. It will be on the tube. And uh, you will also, for those listening to my podcast, uh, stay tuned because there will be more. And that podcast is Lunch With Legs. We are on iTunes as well as at lunchwithlegs.com. Um, thank you so much, Pearl. This has been an absolute honor and a pleasure and just so, so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I heart you hard. Oh, I heart you. I heart you real hard. And there you have it, folks. My inebriated with love interview with the one and only Pearl Noir. I hope you guys enjoyed her Pearls of Wisdom. If you would like to watch the video of this exact interview, you can go to Pearl's Burlesque, uh, I'm sorry, YouTube page, I should say, um, and uh, that's under Black Pearl Burlesque, B-L-A-C-K-P-E-A-R-L Burlesque, B-U-R-L-E-S-Q-U-E. Anyway, guys, thanks so much. Hope you guys have a blessed and easy week and evening or day, whatever is coming up for you. And I look forward to bringing you more fabulous episodes. Lots of love, guys. Be good to you. Bye. Want some lunch for your ears? Lunch with legs.